Hello and welcome to the Creator Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients, to grow your business and build confidence. Today on the show, we're talking about villains and values. Sounds kind of sinister when I say it. Really, we're diving into how to understand your dream client with the people that you serve at a deeper level. Because when we can understand the people that we want to serve at a deeper level, we can create more resonance with them through our marketing, through our content, through your Instagram, your social media, your media, your newsletters. And when we can create more resonance, we build more trust. And it's a lot easier to enroll people into your service, your workshop, whatever you've got, when there's more trust. So understanding the people that we work with or understanding our dream client at a truly human level is critical to attracting your dream clients and to building your business. It's easy to skip past this bit as well. A lot of people, you know, they do a little bit of work in this area, but They don't dive in deep enough. So today we're going to dive into two key parts. One of them is understanding who your dream client sees as the villain in their life, on their journey, right? Getting where they want to go and what their values are. What do they think is super important, right? So we all have a strong set of values that are important to us, things we stand for, things that we believe in. And then we've all got the villain, you know, the the other side, the people that we blame or the organizations that we blame, whether that's, you know, big business or it could be Globo Gyms if you're a personal trainer in a smaller gym or it could be, you know, the industrial food supply, whatever the villains are and whatever the values are for your dream clients, we need to know this because when we know it, we can bring it into our marketing, we can start to speak for your audience, not just at them. We can build that resonance, build that connection, and we can grow your business. So after you listen to this episode, you'll have some key takeaways on how to understand or find the villains and values for your dream client, and then how you can implement them into your content going forward. Let's jump into the episode. You're here with John Marsh, and this is the Creator Club Podcast. Today we have a juicier episode. We're going to be talking about villains and values of your audience or the people you want to serve. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about how you can understand what's going on inside the minds of your market at a deeper level. Uh, This was one of the three M's of marketing, which is market, medium, and your message or market message medium in that order. And we talked all about your market. So how to understand what people are thinking and use this in your headlines and your copy and your videos in a lot of your content because we recognize that our marketing is really creating conversations with the people we want to serve. That's only going to happen if it's something that they actually want to talk about. Today, we're going to go deeper. We're going to dive into the villains and values of your audience and show you how can you can use this in some of your social media, your emails, your blog posts to create content that's a little more interesting and a little more engaging for 
your audience. When you walk away from this one, you'll have an understanding of how to use this stuff in your content that hopefully uh, helps you create some resonance uh, and potentially grow your service business and make your marketing a little more effective, which is a good thing for everyone. So the first step is we wanna zoom out and understand what is social media for, what is email for, what are blog posts for. And sometimes it's for deeper education, but a lot of times with the short form content, the stuff that you know has a 12, 24, 48 hour life, span the content is being used for a feeling it's being used to evoke an emotion so people might be you know working on their business or trying to train at the gym or whatever it is and they're sitting in between sets you know they're doing a workout they're sitting in between sets they pick up the phone and they look at instagram they look at they go to the search page or they check their emails and what's happening is they're looking for a response you know ultimately it's a physiological response, but it's a feeling, you know, a cortisol spike or dopamine and or even oxytocin, you know. So what's happening is they're searching for this response. They can get it quickly. And this is driving a lot of the habits behind social media. So, you know, if you if you sit down on the on a bus stop bench and you just watch someone, usually if somebody's stopping with nothing really to do, uh, they might last five, 10 seconds, 60 seconds before they pick the phone up and they're looking for stuff. They're looking for that feeling. So when we uh, look at this as a business owner in our own lives, you know, we got to be aware of this because it can end up you know, distracting your whole day. You don't get anything done. But from the other side, if we're a content creator or a marketer or you have a service business and you're doing a little bit of marketing, this can help to inform some of the stuff that we might do that can help to create a little bit more attention. So if there's one word for short form content, it really is attention. It's kind of for you as the business owner working as top of funnel awareness. Uh, that could go to some longer articles on your website or lead people into building a relationship with you. So what types of contents? Why are we gonna talk about villains and values? There's a guy named Jonah Berger, and he writes a book. I think it's available in ebook. It might even be a free download. It's called Contagion, I believe. And Jonah talks through a few different factors which play into why some content or ideas go viral. And one of the things that's really important is the state, is the emotion that the content creates or the idea creates. When there's a heightened state, uh, like fear, the idea tends to spread quicker and further. Uh, anger is another one. Uh, inspiration is another one. Sadness is another one. Uh, you know, feelings of like compassion and even, you know, th those really cute sort of like puppies and cat videos, stuff like that tends to go well as well. And the reason is that these, all of these types of videos are evoking a huge emotional response. And we engage with that, we feel something with that, and people forward it along to other people so that they can be the one who shared it with other people and they got that response as well. So we need to look at the villains and values for your audience so that we can actually 
use some of this stuff in your marketing. We can actually understand that people will pay a little bit more attention if we speak to things that are important to them. If we can create uh, engagement through emotional response so we can start to tell stories that can bring them to attention, you know, and, and, and neurologically, this is actually spiking their cortisol a little bit. So here's what we're going to do. One, we're going to picture the person that you love to work with in your mind. We've done this exercise before. Uh, your dream client, you know, someone you've worked with in the past, someone you love, picture them in the mind, pull up their Facebook profile, pull them up on Instagram, write their name on a bit of paper, whatever it is, you know, Barry or Jane, whoever you've worked with, and they, they had a great relationship with you, long life cycle, the rest of it. Then what I want to do is I want to write down on one piece of paper on one side, all of their villains, who do they blame for things that don't work? Who are they against? Who do they not like? Uh, so when we were, we owned a running store, uh, which was our first retail business, the villains for the runners were potentially cyclists or triathletes. Uh, it's not a proper villain, but it was like a little bit of a division between those two. Uh, the villains would also be you know, cars that were erratic drivers. Uh, it could be their boss who doesn't let them get out of work on time to do their training. It could even be to a low level like their friends and stuff like that where on a Sunday morning they want to do their long run, but, you know, these people are stopping that from happening. So from the perspective of the athlete, pretty much anyone who gets in the way is a villain who gets in the way of their training. It sounds mean, but really what we're just saying is like, any person or thing that can stop them. We're in 2021. We are all about small business here. Big villain at the moment is government lockdowns. So anything that is shutting down small business or playing a role in shutting down small business is really a villain for small business owners because it's causing a lot of heartache for people. So this could be big business. It could be big tech. It could even be government or policies. Uh, really anything that's stopping trade is a is a big one for small business owners. Doesn't mean that you don't like these people or you judge them or whatever. It just means that from the perspective of your goals and dreams, these villains get in the way, okay? Uh, other examples, if you were a gym owner, your villains could be, or the villains for your audience could be um, processed food. It could be GMO corn. It could be you know, polyunsaturated fats, it could be um, diet culture, it could be all sorts of things. So you want to write on this piece of paper, all of the villains, you might have four or five or six, but you're going to have one or two key ones. Okay. You want to put a circle around these. Now, number two, and turn the piece of paper over. Now we want to write down the values. What's really important to these people? What you know, do they really stand for? In small business, a lot of people get into it because they don't want to get stuck in a nine to five. You know, one of the values would be freedom, the ability to set my own hours, the ability to do work I love, you know, the ability to build something for myself. Adventure would be another one. Challenge, overcoming challenges could be another one. If you're a physiotherapist, your people or an osteo or a uh, massage service, your audience might really value adventure. 
and health and having a body that allows them to do the things that they love. So you want to get crystal clear on what these values are because we're going to speak to them. Okay, because these things feel really good to your audience. Okay, so we have two pieces of uh, two sides of the same paper, the villains and the values. Now, your villains are the people or the things that your audience blames. Okay, externally, typically, it could be, uh, it could be, you know, a big group, it could be a single person, it could be an idea. And the values are things that are important to them, what they love, what they stand for, and also what they know their friends love as well. We've got just one person in the mind. That's who we thought of when we wrote these out. Uh, but this is representative of your audience. Okay. And we need to reiterate that. If you're struggling to come up with the villains and values, it's probably because you're thinking too broad. Uh, Claude Hopkins in his uh, book, Scientific Advertising, 1923, I believe, a copywriter, uh, one of the godfathers of copywriting, once said, uh, don't think of people in the mass. Uh, it will blur your vision. Think of the you know, specific individual, the individual man or woman in front of you. Think about their needs. And what he's saying is, if you get confused, you're probably thinking too, too big. Zoom into that one person. Find out what their villains are. Find out what their values are and you'll be on the way. Okay, now here's what we're going to do with these, right? We're going to speak to these on behalf of the audience, okay? So what you can think about when you go to put out some content or you're doing your emails is, you know, when I create some content, when I put something out there, can I do it in a way that speaks for my audience and references either the villains or the values? Can I take a stand against the villains? Okay, so that's a little bit of an us against them mentality. Or can I take a position in support of the values and show what I'm rallying behind. What's going to happen is now as a marketer or a small business owner in your content or your emails, you're not speaking for you as an individual. You're not speaking whatever you want or whatever you think. You're speaking for the people you serve because you know what's important to them. You know what they're against and you know what they love. Now, this is an important shift because when we go back to what we spoke about originally, this now will create an emotional response for them, okay? So information can create a little bit of an emotional response. It might get saved for later, that sort of thing. But if you're speaking up against the villain on behalf of your audience, they're going to want to engage with that. They're going to want to send that to a friend. They're going to want to be the one who shares that work. They're going to be engaged or, uh, or agreeing with you on that piece of content or that blog post. If you support the values for your dream client, they're going to be supportive of that piece of content. They're going to want to share that for you because it's as if you're speaking for them. Okay. So every time you see a piece of content or an email get shared a lot, have a look and you'll see it's usually one of these two things. So let's look at three specific types of content or emails that you can use to speak uh, to the villains or to the values. Okay, so these will be 
uh, engaging pieces of content that people will want to share and they'll evoke an emotional response. Uh, let's take a look. So the first one, number one, is called a uh, positioning piece or a line in the sand. This is where you tell a story, you put out a statement, you put out an assertion that is a line in the sand. And basically what you're saying is, you know, say in small business, right? There's a lot of business coaches and business gurus who want to give people a funnel and, you know, get them into Facebook ads really early and help them get lots of reach and that kind of stuff. But we don't believe that that's the right place to start. You know, we don't think that that's important. We did that back when we started with a business coach. But what we understood was it's far more important to understand your market, understand what resonates with them, get very clear on your messaging, your offer. Uh, you know, so many more elements of marketing and sales and business development before you look at your funnel or whatever you want to call it. So that is our position. You know, we humanize business and we look at it uh, from, you know, a, a, the, the base level. Uh, another example could be if you're a gym, you might think that, you know, a lot of gyms out there want to smash their clients. They want to play really loud music and just basically throttle their clients until they lay on the floor in a pile of sweat. Maybe you don't think that's the right thing. So what you do is you take a stand against that and you say, look, you know, other gyms out there, they want to just throttle their clients. Yeah, it feels good. You know, uh, people get a, get a bit of a sweat on, they lie on the ground. We don't think that that's the way to go. We've used to do that or, you know, we tried that or we've done the studies or whatever. This is what we think. We're about, you know, going slow. We're about sustainability making a clear stand against the villain, okay? This allows your audience to rally behind you because this is their villain as well, all right? So you're looking for the villain of your audience and you're basically gonna take a stand against them. Now, be ready, this is not particularly easy. Some people won't like this because you're taking a position but that's okay because your work is not for everyone. Your work is for your particular audience and you've already gotten clear on their villains and their values. Number two, personal story showing values. Okay, so this is another example. Uh, share elements of your personal story that speak to your values. So one of the things that I value is consistency. Uh, I think it's super important. And I think it came originally from the training stuff, different types of training. In about 2016, I started following the work of a marketer named Seth Godin. Uh, he's actually been on the podcast as well. And he talked about blogging every day. He said he had this idea that blogging every day was really powerful for him. And it was consistent and persistent and it opened up a lot of opportunities. And so December 12, 2017, I was like, okay, I'm going to start to blog every day. And I did about a thousand blogs straight. Now I backed it off a little bit and it did change my life. It opened up a lot of opportunities, a lot of great relationships, workshops, and it reinforced to me, the value of consistency over time, over years, okay? 
And so what I just did then is shared a story that supports the value of consistency. And you could do this for any type of value that you have. Maybe one of your values is health and how health can impact relationships and your business. Maybe you can share a story about a client that, you know, started looking after their health and it helped them turn around other aspects of their life. So storytelling that shows support of the values, okay? You can also just do positional statements too, like, you know, empathy is important. Empathy is a big part of marketing, so I'll often put out things like that. They're just as statements. Uh, the thing about stories is they're a lot more engaging as well, so it's important to know how to use them and to, to try to use them regularly. It helps to humanize the content as well. Number three is we can uh, bring some entertainment into it, okay? So we can look at things that have, you know, not worked for your audience in the past and we can poke fun at them. So it's kind of taking a stand against the villains, but it's a little bit more tongue in cheek as well. And we see a lot of this happening at the moment. Uh, if you follow any of the kind of political spectrum, you'll see cons conservatives in the states mocking, uh, you know, the left side as well. And it'll be it's it's humorous, uh, tongue in cheek, almost mockery of the other side. So what you want to do is look at your audience and go, okay. Uh, you know, my audience is into the gym and they love to train. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, poke some fun at, you know, uh, Netflix and watching, you know, 10 seasons or weekend of Netflix. Now, we're not saying it's bad and you might actually do it. Uh, and so you might actually be poking fun at yourself. All it's doing is bring some humor into it, shining a light on things that you've tried that don't work or things in the industry that don't work and your audience knows that they don't really work. So you poke a little bit of fun at it. So an example for us could be that, you know, a lot of people go to weekend uh, business workshops that are super expensive and really hyped up and a lot of really bright lights. And, you know, they're always called something like Accelerate or Breakthrough or something like that. And they're always called something like Accelerate or, you know, uh, something kind of, super exciting and really what normally happens is people get sold into them and then they come away and then they never implement the work because implementation is the hardest part so you know we mock those we make fun of them we've done them before i've done big ex you know super expensive weekends and sales and marketing retreats and the rest of it uh you know and it's fun but Ultimately, it's no, it's nothing really to do with putting the work in over time. So we'll poke fun at them. And this is something that you can do to bring your people together uh, with a little bit of humor as well. And you can definitely remember to keep yourself in that loop to poke fun at yourself too. People enjoy that. So that's it for our episode today. Quick recap. This is a deeper level of understanding around the people that you serve, your market. And today we talked about knowing their villains and their values. If you know these, you get to speak on behalf of your audience 
against the villains. Uh, you get to speak on behalf of your audience in support of their values. They love this. This creates an emotional response. This is something they'll love to engage with. This is something they'll love to share. This is very much top of funnel marketing. This is emails. This is social media posts. Uh, these are statements or assertions or stories that couldn't trigger people, but also that people support and get behind as well. Uh, number what we talked about how to do this uh, through three different types of content. One is line in the sand or positioning content. Number two was personal stories supporting the values. And number three was kind of tongue in cheek, uh, you know, memes um, kind of mocking the industry as well. Now, take what feels good for you. Uh, I think one of the biggest probably pieces of homework on the back of this is to have a look at what you see going well with your own marketing, with your own content, and ask the question, oh, is this going well because I actually touched into the villains or the values of my audience? And I think you'll find that it probably does on the stuff that's more engaging. So we're not trying to necessarily just seek attention, we're just understanding the audience and we're creating conversation with them that's worthwhile for them on a, you know, even neurological level. It's kind of the only thing that they'll get behind and engage with. This is very much separate to educational content uh, and longer form storytelling and the rest of it. That stuff's all and still there 100%. Today we've just spoken about this little bit more polarizing type of assertions or views that can be really powerful and can help you to take a stand in your business and create content and marketing that really resonates. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Happy creating. If you enjoyed this one, you can think of somebody else that might benefit from Villains and Valleys, please forward it along. Subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you on the next episode.